Well, greetings, Grace Point family. We're worshiping today in a very unusual manner. At least in our experience, this is unusual, but because of the coronavirus, uh, we may be meeting like this for some weeks. We just don't know. The future is uncertain. But I'm confident of this, that no matter what happens, Jesus Christ's church will survive, and we may also thrive in the midst of this pandemic. So welcome to this time together. I would also like to welcome any guests who may be with us today. And my prayer is that all of us would gather together and grow in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. So wherever you are, in your living room, your office, your kitchen, wherever you find yourself watching this, if you join me in prayer at this time. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your goodness, for your loving kindness, and for the fact that you never leave us or forsake us. And today I pray, Lord, for each one, including myself, that we would be filled with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that we would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, that we would be strengthened with all power according to your glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness, patience, and joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For it's in Jesus' powerful name I pray. Amen. Well, as you recognize, the last part of that uh, prayer was actually out of the book of Colossians. And a few weeks ago, we started a study through the book of Colossians. But today, we're going to step out of it, and we're going to uh, just do something else today. And I'd like to specifically talk with the children that may be watching here today and listening. And I want to talk to young people, to teens that may be with us here today. So if you're in preschool or maybe not in school yet, grade school, middle school, high school, this message is certainly for you. And uh, if there are adults watching this with you and listening, well, if they want to listen in and if it's okay with you, we'll let them, okay? I guess that's okay. Well, your schools have been closed and it's probably been pretty exciting this first week with no formal school. Some of you, of course, are homeschooled and so you continue. You probably haven't even missed a day. But uh, we are recognizing that life is changing quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. Businesses are closed. Some people can't go to work, and maybe that's the way it is in your house. And, and we kind of have to stay home, don't we? We can't really get out there with our friends and family, can't meet together as a church. So we recognize that. Well, I'm personally, I'm wondering how you're feeling about all these big changes in our lives. All of us, whether you're young or whether you're older, uh, we have to adjust in some very unusual ways that we have not experienced before with the threat of this virus, aren't we? Well, you may have thought that school was out for a while, but today I just want to teach you the ABCs. Now remember the ABCs, you learn your alphabet when you're very, very young, but the ABCs are really a metaphor or representative of uh, basic fundamental things that you learn for life. And that's what we're gonna do today is look at some ABCs. Well, you may find yourself today, and I wonder if you're a little bit anxious perhaps over this situation, Maybe you're angry about something or have a lot of anxiety, worry, fear. Maybe you're frustrated because you can't go everywhere you want to go or be with the people you want to be. And so our current circumstances have certainly changed our lifestyle, haven't they? Well, if you're like me, sometimes when I get a little frustrated with the way things are in the world today, uh, we externalize that and want to kind of blame somebody. If we can just blame somebody or point to the problem, something external from us, from our feelings, such as other people or maybe the government or medicine or whatever, 
we can complain about it in our adverse circumstances as the cause of our feelings being up, disrupted and upset. And so sometimes we, we think that if we can just get rid of the adversity of what we're going through and we will return to emotional happiness and uh, we'll be able to think everything is okay. But is that really right? Is that really right? Uh, I want you to think today about three young men particularly three young men out of the book of Daniel. Their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Very uh, good story, a very good account of something that actually happened in history to the people of Israel. And so I want to just focus on those three men in Daniel chapter 3. If you have a copy of God's Word with you, if you'd open to Daniel chapter 3, we won't spend a lot of time. It's a quite a lengthy account of what happened there. Uh, but <clears throat> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are really, they're Babylonian names. They had Hebrew names because they had been carried away. They'd been captured from Israel and carried over to Babylon and uh, by the Babylonians. And of course, their king was Nebuchadnezzar. And their, their Hebrew names were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, which all refer to the God of Israel. It's all a reference to God is gracious, God is good, he has helped us. And so the Babylonians even changed their names because they wanted to get rid of the name of the God of Israel from anything in the Babylonian Empire. And so not only were their lives changed, they were uprooted, they were carried away into captivity by some people who did not love their God and love the nation of Israel. And so they were there. So their whole world was turned upside down. They were in captivity. And I'm sure you're familiar with that story about Nebuchadnezzar carrying them off. But Nebuchadnezzar had made a golden idol and he had commanded everybody to bow down to it. Now, Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful man in the world at that time. But these three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, refused to worship the idol. And it angered the king greatly. And he threatened to throw them into a fiery furnace where they would burn to death. So think about that a moment. Think about the threat of a fiery furnace. How would you react in that threat? Imagine, if you will, if all of your neighbors, everybody you know, was threatened to be thrown into a fiery furnace, what would the range of emotions they have? Some people would be terrified, and I think rightly so. Some people would be defiant. Some would be angry. Some would probably fall to their knees and worship the idol. But yet there would be some who were at peace. You know, the coronavirus and what we're experiencing in this life is not a threat of a fiery furnace, but yet the principle is, is that these young men had clarity about who they were and what they believed. That's how, you know, they were at peace with whatever happened. That's how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego reacted. How did they react? Why did they react like that? How was God able to take care of this and deal with them? Well, if we go to chapter 3 of Daniel, verses 16 through 18, and Nebuchadnezzar is, being say, is telling them and threatening them, uh, I will throw you in the fiery furnace, and what God can take you out of my hand? And so here's the account out of Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, and I want you to underline that phrase, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. This next phrase underlined, but even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. 
And so if it be so, God could recognize and rescue them. But even if he does not, they are still confident. They have great clarity about what they believe. You know, sometimes in uncertain times, we think the, the opposite of uncertainty is certainty, but it really is clarity. Even though Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not understand and know exactly what was going to happen to them, they were trusting themselves in the God of Israel, in their own God. And so they could say that with great clarity. They were clear in their beliefs. So if you can recognize that you're having different emotions, different feelings and responses to the current adversity we're going through, then you realize something very important. Now listen to me carefully. Our external circumstances like coronavirus don't cause our minds to be disturbed, but it's the beliefs we have about those circumstances that do. Let me repeat that. Our external circumstances like coronavirus don't cause our minds to be disturbed, but it's our beliefs about those circumstances that make all the difference in the world. This is an idea from another writer I had, but now we get back to the ABCs. A stands for adversity or afflictions, if you like. It's the trouble that comes into our lives. Uh, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it was the threat of being thrown into a fiery furnace and physical death. In our situation, the threat is as a worldwide pandemic of our lives being turned upside down. So that's the trouble, the adversity. A stands for adversity afflictions. We'll get back to B in a moment, but C is the consequences. In other words, our emotional and how we behave, our emotional reaction and how we behave. We may be angry over the situation, we may be sad, we may be anxious, but most people assume that when our circumstances are troublesome, when they're adverse, that it causes our consequences. In other words, our emotional response is kind of out of our control, is what we assume. And we assume if we can get rid of the circumstance, like get rid of the pandemic, that our happiness will return and life will come back to normal. But it may come as a surprise to you. Remember, we come back to B, and B stands for beliefs. There's adversity is A, belief is B, and circumstances is C. And so our beliefs about the adversity, A, are more important. You know, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul didn't say be transformed by the changing of your circumstances, but in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, our peace uh, it comes from the belief we have and believe in. Peace is related to our mind, reliance upon God's power. In Philippians 4, 7, the apostle Paul writes that we won't have an adverse adversity-free life. There's always going to be the letter A in our lives. But he said, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the question is, in that passage in Daniel, is what beliefs did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what gave them such peace when they faced physical death? Well, first of all, they believed that God was all-powerful. They knew that God would ultimately decide their future, not Nebuchadnezzar. And they were content with whatever God decided to do. If he rescued them, great. If he doesn't, he's still God and that's still great, whether to save them or not. They had peace in the face of the worst kind of adversity because they believed what they believed about their situation. And that is a powerful lesson for you and I, especially young people, is the lesson to recognize is that your beliefs matter. And how do you think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would have acted if they would have denied God's power? If they didn't believe that their future was in the hands of God and instead in the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, they probably would have reacted with fear, anxiety, panic, terror, 
and uh, idolatry. You know, I'm, I'm preaching to myself also when I cover this passage, when I say, if you're blaming your circumstances on how you are reacting, consider the role played by your beliefs. Are my beliefs biblical? In other words, does the Bible uh, influence me how I believe? Does it uh, tell me how to believe? Are they doctrinally sound? In other words, do they agree with what scripture says? Do we have a perspective, God's perspective on our adversity or merely just a human one? Are you working entirely by just your own knowledge or on God's revelation, which is the Bible? Uh, the biblical teaching lead us to biblical conclusions. And so to spend time thinking that way and not in a limited sense being fearful. False beliefs are often our greatest adversity. And don't forget the ABCs this week. In the weeks ahead, no matter what we face, we want to have clarity in the affliction. Remember the A is affliction or adversity, it's trouble. So what do you believe about that which determines your circumstantial experience? In other words, your beliefs determine that. And so afflictions sometimes succeed in accomplishing God's purposes and setting us free from the things that bind us. You know what's incredible about that passage, if we were to go on and, and, and see the rest of the story, is that Nebuchadnezzar went over to the fiery furnace, he was able to look in, and he saw the three figures walking around in there, but there was a fourth figure that was walking there too. And the three figures were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the fourth figure was Jesus Christ himself. Remember, Jesus Christ's ministry didn't start when he was born in Bethlehem or didn't start when he was baptized, but he was active in the Old Testament. It is the pre-incarnate or before birth Jesus Christ who was with them and rescued. And that's an important point of this passage in principle. The fact that if you have Jesus Christ in your life, he is always with you, even in the very adverse times, difficult, troubled times, in the threats of death, in coronavirus, he'll never leave you or forsake you. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Savior, just think of the words of John 3.16, for God so loves you that he gave his only begotten son, that if you believe in him, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. And I say it again and again, if there's promises in scripture, look at the condition and then look at the consequence. And the consequence in that verse is everlasting life. What is the condition? Who doesn't want everlasting life? The condition is believe in Jesus Christ forever and ever. Well, we live in uncertain times and our prayers are with you. We continue to pray for one another as a church. And even though uh, there is much uncertainty in our future, there is clarity when we look at God's word and his will. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today and thank you for blessing us with one another. I pray for each person that's watching this and listening to this, that Lord, you would use this and use this uh, account about these three young men as a reminder that we don't walk in confusion, but we walk with clarity because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done. And we thank you for this day of life and we look forward to all that you're gonna do in and through us in Jesus' name, amen. Just a few reminders. This is more of a housekeeping issue, reminders by way of encouragement. Just a few things. Remember, just because we're not together physically in the building on C Street, we are still Grace Point Church. We are scattered out in our neighborhoods and uh, we can live for Christ where we are, worship where we are. And so I'd encourage you and ask you to pray for one another and pray for the elders and the deacons and other ministry leaders as we adapt uh, to the new, new things that are going on and the uncertainties we live with. Also pray for your neighbors and maybe check on them with a phone call and uh, just, just 
keep in contact with people. If you're in a life group and if you're a life group leader, contact your group and continue to pray for one another. Consider using maybe Skype or Zoom or one of those other uh, virtual meeting apps on your phones or com computers to, to get together virtually and pray for one another and just let each other know that you're still out there. Uh, and also, if you cannot get to the grocery store uh, and you need groceries, uh, let the office know. There are people who are willing to shop for you and to deliver it to your door. So if you need that, make sure you let us know. If you're not getting the emails or the text messages from Grace Point, call Barb at the office. That's 509-754-3351 and update your information with us or give it to us if we don't have it. Uh, we don't have information on everybody, so let me just say that. And if we don't answer that phone at the office, just leave a message and we will get back to you. Also check on your email, check to make sure your spam blocker is not blocking the emails you're getting from us. Also be aware of needs around our community and if you see a need, fill it. And finally and foremost, wash your hands. All right, we love you. Have a good day and a good week. God bless.